Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey there and welcome. It's August 11th on this very date, 99 years ago, in Galesburg, Illinois, my my mother came into this world. Wow. So, um, I suppose at that time, the assumption that she would have a life this long would would not have been much considered. But uh, there it is. Wow. So, you know, what happened yesterday? Anything since last we spoke? <laughs> God almighty. So right after the show, the infrastructure bill uh, passed pretty much. And then Andrew Cuomo resigned. I mean, which was a – there was a, no other – no other move for him to make, uh, obviously. I happened to uh, see his resignation uh, speech live, and he, as it started, it was uh, – it sounded like he was going to fight, and I was astonished. And then he he pivoted. And I must say, uh, his his delivery – um shows him to be what a tough character he is. I was wondering if he'd lose it at any point, not even close. Um and even though at one point I swear I heard him say I uh I take full responsibility. I swear he said that at one point. <laughs> <laughs> he spent an awful lot of time uh, not taking full responsibility, but excusing himself. Uh, and he said at one point, I've never, in my mind, I've never crossed the line with anyone. And and then he said, okay, I, I can even, okay, I'll, I'll accept that. But he followed that immediately, but I didn't realize the extent to which the line has been redrawn. Um, that is absurd because uh, he himself uh, put through and signed new measures that clearly showed that the lines had changed. I, you know, I, those of us of a certain, there is some generational thing here and he did acknowledge that. Um, and, and I've often acknowledged it where I have said, I have been just, perplexed by what young women perceived as 
essentially like saying, hello, how are you? Uh, in my day, um, I, I was, it took me a long time to realize that a man complimenting me on my attire or that I looked nice was something I was supposed to be offended by. And uh, I must say that to this day, I'm incapable of taking offense <laughs> when somebody says something uh, nice to me. But Cuomo, whoa. Anyway, the world will go on. I don't really care. Um, I think he was, generally speaking, a pretty damn good governor, as was his father. And uh state of New York could have done a lot worse. Hey, I gotta tell you, I know I sound a little tentative today. I am. I'm. 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 I can tell. I'm approaching my. Normally, when I'm going to travel, I start getting a little weird. You know, a few days before, I'm not a good traveler, and I. This time, I'm getting really weird because I'm. I'm so ambivalent about going. I haven't been on an airplane since the pandemic. I can't say I'm as nervous about that as just, I don't know. I'm a wreck, okay? And I I also am so hopeful that I will not regret this, which I, I fully acknowledge I might. And I, these kinds of uh, calculations uh, and trying to parse levels of risk to oneself, to one's loved ones, it just is a, an exhausting almost daily again uh, exercise that we have to do. Since we're sort of on uh, alluding, of course, to COVID, uh, let's just talk about anything COVID-related at the moment. Um, the Republicans and the Democrats, anyone who sees them as like equivalent, are have to be stark raving mad now. I mean, just even back to Cuomo. What happens to uh, if Cuomo had been a Republican? Would he still be in office? Of course. There would have been nobody on him to resign. Nobody. Nothing to see here. Keep moving. I mean, the Republicans had <laughs> the Republicans had a presidential candidate who we heard bragging about sexually assaulting women. Sexually assaulting him. We had it on tape. And the Republican Party stood by him, and the Republican electorate voted him into the White House. 
It's extraordinary. So this sense that like the the laws don't don't even apply to this lawless Republican uh, party. And then you look at the Republicans, and as I saw some Twitter tweeter wrote something that is, is just so true I mean, today. He said the pro-life party will kill us all. And it seems to be that they are truly trying their hardest to do it. The pro-life party will kill us all. Got a caller? Okay. Hello. Hello. How you doing, Len? Hi. I'm Hi. okay. Hey, I think that guy should have retired or retired or resigned a long time. I don't like him. I never liked that guy. He just I'm not a big fan of New Yorkers to begin with, with their cocky attitude. Now, there's a lot of good people live there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm serious, but I, I'm not a big fan of their attitude, and they think they're the only ones. What really gets me about them is nowhere else is strong. When we're New York strong, well, we're Pennsylvania strong. We could say the same. There's a lot of strong people all through the country. So let's just stop that nonsense. But to begin with, i like to know, did they ever – come up with evidence that he did this. I know he talked and said all this stuff and he touched people's bellies and tapped them on his shoulder. Did they what are they judging this on? I just I'm just curious about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, I've no, never the, uh, heard any solid evidence. To me it No there I'm is sure, I would say that's not a beyond the shadow of a doubt. I don't I don't know what no, happened. I don't know if she's telling the truth or he's telling that's what it is, he she. So is that every case now going to be he she you know, one says this, the other says that I, I think it's a bad direction. He goes, I think the guy's scumbag. I don't like him. You know, I pro he probably did do something, but I don't know. But when it comes to the legal thing, is it really there? Well, yes, apparently it is because two okay. uh, high-placed legal types, lawyers and prosecutors, are the ones who did the investigation, interviewed tons of people, uh, corroborated, were able to corroborate much of uh, the many of the allegations, um, and I think it was such a damning report. It wasn't just she said this and nobody, you know, saw. There was too many things that went on. Also, the uh, the attempt to retaliate against uh, against women who who spoke out. Uh, there was a uh -huh. really strong paper trail about that, which is also something, you know, you shouldn't do. Somebody says, hey, I'm not being treated well. And then all of a sudden they're being treated worse. Um, so I, I no, I, I really think, you know, there's a 186 page report uh, that the attorney general of New York State uh, put together. And it was damning, damning. I mean, that's when when people read it, they they just started immediately calling for him to step down. It was that damning. I didn't read the whole thing. If you want to read the whole thing, go. It's out there. Go ahead. Yeah, it don't interest me. 
I just, okay. I mean, it's a shame. I just was curious if there was. I mean, I have had somebody stepped in and saw them him actually trying to enter the woman, and what can you say, you know? If you got witnesses, yeah. what can you say? I mean, yeah. then I yeah. thought, well, is this one of those deals where he, she wanted something more and he would give her and they had an affair? You know, you just don't know. No, it wasn't. It wasn't yeah, that kind of It was know. not at all that kind yeah. of thing. None of these women, they just happened to work for him. <laughs> and they were subjected to a lot of um, unwelcome uh, physical and even, uh, you know, sort of verbal uh, harassment. But the, the Which Gomez, he, they're, they're hot-headed people, I think. Because his brother, somebody yeah. called Fredo, and he wanted to punch him out or something. It's like, instead of just saying, you know, that's not nice to say something like that. He, they just, I think he has a short fuse. I think the brother does, too. They're just that yeah. type of people. They're, they're both, they both have that look on their face. They're both, uh, yeah, they're too tightly wound. Yeah. They look like, I mean, I don't know, Chris Cuomo, whenever I've, I have trouble watching him uh, on TV because he always looks like he's about to have a cerebral hemorrhage. I mean, even it, when he's in a state of rest, he looks like he's about to just sort of like his eyeballs are about to pop out of his head. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's just sort of like it, it's not a – not a comfortable kind of uh, sort of uh, visage that they that they show to us. Um, and the the older brother, the governor, uh, he's still governor for a few weeks, uh, is is even more so than the the one on TV. Yeah. Oh wow. So. Yeah. Okay then. All right, you. Okay. okay thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I got to tell you that uh, Ryan Dito, uh, the managing editor of Pittsburgh City Paper, will be joining us in about 15 minutes to talk about, uh, well, a lot of stuff. I want to talk. He thinks he's just coming on to talk about scooters, but I want him to talk also about the, um, uh, the Pennsylvania Senate seat that Toomey will be uh, leaving and who the Democrats are going to put forward because it's an extremely important primary, as I know you all know. And the Democrats have the misfortune of having a plethora of really capable uh, people who are seeking that, uh, that seat. So we need to talk about that and um, a few other things. So just so you know, in 15 minutes, he's going to be coming aboard. And um, in the interim, I uh, need to share with you a few other things that have uh, come across my my line of vision. Let's see. I have um, Something I came across that I thought, you know what? I'm not even going to read this. I can't read this. It's just the headline is enough to make me sick. But here, actually, I don't have the headline. <laughs> Why did I think I had the headline? I don't even have the headline. Let's just uh, put it this way. Let's just give you the first sentence of the story for that I do not have a headline for. This is from the New York Times. Female recruits 
will no longer be subjected to mandatory vaginal exams by the Indonesian army. What the what? Hello, I would like to serve my nation. Oh, fine, little lady, come on in and uh, spread your legs. Female recruits will no longer, my God, be subjected to mandatory vaginal exams by the army. Now, let me tell you, Indonesian army, uh, let me just say that, you know, again, the one thinks of all these anti-vaxxers with, I, you cannot, you know, tell me what you can do, what I have, and you can't make me, it's my body, it's, you know, whatever, my body, my freedom. <laughs> Try being a woman. Try being a woman in this world where men assume they own your body. God. Chuck writes, Lynn, trust me. Okay, I will. I am all for Cuomo residing and he should face the music. But back in the days of Trumpism, when we couldn't get an ounce of truth regarding the pandemic, it was Cuomo who got me through some tough days. He was wonderful. I agree. There's a whole bunch of people who agree with you on that. He was wonderful. See, I mean, that's why I said I think he was a good guy. He's, he's, he's by nature a take-charge guy. And that allowed him to show these this skill that he had. You know, again, I think this thing where somebody is either evil or they're saints, you know, that's not true. I don't know about you. I don't know any saints. I know some really wonderful people, but none of them are saints. And I know some pretty, what I think of as awful people, but let me think. I might have a few I'm going to accept from this. <laughs> but they're not like the devil, okay? They're not totally evil. There might actually be something uh, that is positive to be said about them. And somebody like an Andrew Cuomo, for God's sakes, is like exhibit A with that. This guy has extraordinary skills. He's got a lot of uh, personal deficits. He's got a lot of personal pluses. And he is by nature. I mean, you'd want this guy in your corner because he is a fighter. He's not a, you know, you don't just throw people out because they've, screwed up and that's what i hate about the sort of the you know everybody says the cancel culture thing or the social media how what a person says something and you are you know you are tarred feathered and run out of town and anything good you might have done <laughs> it goes with you it, it, it's just so i'm with you here anyway he was absolutely wonderful. Chuck says, I would make sure I did not miss his daily COVID updates and his pressers left me with hope. It sucks to know that all of this was going on behind the scenes. 
I mean, there was a time when I would have supported Cuomo for president. I think a lot of people felt that way. And it bothers me that his daughters would attend those pressers and sometimes speak. They must have known their father was doing. Oh, I don't know about that. No. They know that they know and love their dad and their dad is a touchy feely guy. Um, they wouldn't necessarily know that the women who might, they might have seen him uh, touch were themselves offended. I know. I think the daughters, I, who the hell knows? Oh, no, Kurt. This is headlined Wendy Bell's latest. Oh, come on. You're, you're, you're just giving me shit, right? No. Hurt. This can't be true, right? I'm going to read his email and then you guys tell me. <laughs> I hate being had, you know. Because this is a guy who had earlier uh, floated that Wendy was going to be Heather Heidelbaugh's campaign manager, right? Heather Heidelbaugh, who was going to run for what? Lieutenant governor? or something. Anyway, he says, Wendy's gig as Heather's campaign manager didn't pan out. Wendy's perpetual perkiness proved to be too much for Heather. Yeah, this is bullshit. Plus, there's a rumor that they were viciously competing for the attention of Laura Ingram. <laughs> Wendy is now on a whistle-stop tour of the South, visiting cities where statues of Confederate leaders have been removed. She's helping to dedicate the new statues that are being erected on those old pedestals. The new statues honor a woman, believe it or not. She's history's most unappreciated champion of individual liberty. Who is this woman? Typhoid Mary. <laughs> okay, I got it. Kurt, thank you for that. <laughs> hey, here's some good news. You know, Dominion, the people who had the voting machines, who were uh, slandered and libeled by uh, Republicans trying to suggest that uh, that Dominion's machines helped the Democrats steal the election, which clearly Donald Trump had won overwhelmingly. Well, Dominion is suing some more people now because all of the it hurt their business. It hurt their business. So Dominion is now suing, and I love this. It sued Fox already, and that that's still an ongoing suit. And now Dominion has sued those two right-wing television networks that are actually to the right of Fox. That's Newsmax and One America News. They've sued both of them, accusing them of uh, of defamation, and they and the Dominion suit says neither of these networks show any remorse nor any sign they intend to stop spreading this dis disinformation. So Dominion goes in and slaps a almost two billion dollar uh, lawsuit on them, and uh, that's just great news because it ain't. Uh, they've got to obviously fight this, and God forbid they lose. It could take them down.
I don't think either of these two upstarts have the deep pockets of a of a Rupert Murdoch. So that's that's good news. Hey, did you see the outgoing Senator Toomey voted against the infrastructure bill, even as tons of other Republican senators voted for it. Good riddance to me. Good riddance to you. God. Here's some wonderful news. You know, I've been all over UPMC. Well, I've been all over UPMC for a long time, but I um, I have been all over UPMC, especially for its refusal to mandate um, that its workers on the front lines of our health care in the midst of a pandemic that their workers be vaccinated. Oh, no. And in fact, they're now, they came out with a statement saying that this wonderful uh, way to fight if you get COVID, these monoclonal antibodies, that they are going to uh, be using them as a preventive measure who are, and they'll use them given to idiots who end up getting COVID and aren't vaccinated. They say that they will only give these monoclonal antibodies. Now, if I get COVID, I don't think I am going to get the monoclonal antibodies because they say they're only giving them to people who are not vaccinated or only partially vaccinated or have compromised immune systems. So here's the uh, infectious disease pharmacist from UPMC. So what it means to be eligible is, first and foremost, you must be exposed uh, to someone with COVID-19 and you have to be an idiot who hasn't been vaccinated. So the idiots, I mean, they're they're getting paid, they're getting trips, they're getting college educations, they're winning lotteries, they get to go to the front of the line if they get the disease. Are you effing kidding me? And then at some point when they're rolling this out, uh, some reporter must have said, yeah, but uh, aren't you going to have your uh, people have to be uh, uh, vaccinated? And listen to what the frigging medical director of in- infection prevention at UPMC said to that. It's important for us to understand and have some empathy about why people are not getting vaccinated. Some of those reasons make sense to the people who believe them. Well, yeah, we got to have empathy because they're fools, because they're, we have to have empathy because they're endangering the children of this country. We have to have empathy And he goes on to say that we need to meet the people where they are. Well, where they are is in Idiotville. 
And they're killing people. And then he goes on. This is a continual conversation we have about how we promote the well-being and safety of our patients and healthcare workers. While at this point, we are not mandating vaccines. That doesn't mean we won't potentially in the future. What? How many more people do you want to die? This is a friggin' doctor, the head of infectious disease prevention. And damn, he damn well knows that what needs to be done is the mandate. I don't want to go into UPMC. Why would I go into a place that's not even jumping in to ensure the protection of the people who come to them for for help now? I will go to Allegheny General Hospital and its affiliates, Allegheny Health Network. Because yesterday, it became the first health system in the region to require its employees to get vaccinated. And in fa- and they're not doing, they're not saying like, uh, yeah, by, you know, 2026 or something. No. AHN said, you get vaccinated, every single one of you, if you're not vaccinated by Monday, coming Monday, you'll know who they are if you go to Allegheny Health Network. You'll know who they are because they have been told they will be masked and they will have to wear a facial shield as well. So they become marked and they will have to undergo constant testing. Let's hear it for Allegheny Health Network actually behaving like a health care provider in the midst of a pandemic. God almighty. I'm told uh, Ryan Dito has called in. Ryan. Lynn. Hey, Lynn. Hi. How are, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. That's Another good. Day. <laughs> Another day. Yeah, it is, ain't it? Okay, listen. You're the transportation nut, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So... So I railed about the scooters the other day, and I I knew in the back of my head that you would be a big fan of the scooters. (laughs) Have you gone on one yet? Have you gone scootering? I have. I have. Yeah, I've ridden ridden a scooter, uh, ridden one of the new stand-up e-scooters twice uh, so far. Once all the way home and another time uh, from a friend's house. And they're fun, right? They're, yeah, yeah, I think they're pretty fun. Um, you know, they're uh, um, they're really easy to use. I think that was like one of the biggest things for me is like always like I'm not, I you know I usually yeah. ride my bike most places, so I don't I don't I don't actually use like these kind of like technology things like too often. I'd used them once before 
in California. Um, and, uh, other than that, I, I'd never really used them. And then, you know, you just sign up on the app, take a photo and you're ready to go. So here's what I want to know. I mean, this, yeah. this is something that the city, who are the moving forces behind these, this pilot program right. that will last for the next two years, right? Right. Okay. That has so, yeah, scooters all over. so just tell me who the players are here, because I don't <laughs> think they've done a very good job of educating the public about how to use them and and, you know, and safety issues. OK, right. OK. All right. So, so who I'll are these? The background. I'll give you the background of kind of how, how it came to be for the longest time. Pennsylvania, state of Pennsylvania, uh, these electronic e-scooters uh, are illegal. Um, be, uh, because they basically don't fit, uh, into the Pennsylvania, uh, vehicle code anywhere. So they weren't allowed. And that's one of the reasons why Pennsylvania is one of the last states to, um, see these things. These things are basically in every other state, every other major city, uh, throughout the country. Um, and so what happened was, is the, um, uh, certain politicians working with the city, working with the city's department of mobility, um, wrote in a pilot program into the budget law that was passed uh, um, a few months ago. And so, uh, well, I guess, I guess a month ago. So the, uh, that basically legalized these e-scooters on a pilot basis uh, in, in only in a second class city in Pennsylvania, which is only the city of Pittsburgh. So um, <laughs> that's how it worked out. The, uh, the uh, program right. is, yeah, the scooter company that is here is Spin, which is uh, in a few other cities throughout the country. And the CEO of Spin is a Pittsburgh native. And um, I think what's interesting is what's different about our scooters is that we're only one company. Um, most other cities have several companies. And that really leads to um, even more of the problems that some people are, are, yeah, are um, you know, talking about. And I will say, personally, just as, a, as an observer, that... I understand people's criticism of the scooters, but it's really, it hasn't been that bad. <laughs> it really hasn't okay, not okay. compared to other cities, no. you know? No, 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 no. I, I, okay. That's fine. However, um, who's policing this? I, I don't know if you heard what I witnessed. Um, I mean, experienced. Who's policing, any of the law, who's policing any of the street laws in Pennsylvania? I mean, in, in the city of Pennsylvania. Nobody. You're right. Nobody. But so, <laughs> you know, I have to tell you, um, Mark my words, people will die. When? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> people are going to die. They're either going to be Lynn, hit people, by one people, or yeah. they're going to, no, they're not you wearing helmets. You can't die from being hit by a scooter. You cannot die. Yes, you can. 15 miles an hour tops. No, no, no. Hey, wait, Ryan, I yeah. know someone who died being hit by a bicycle. Right, but it's exceedingly rare, Lynn. I mean, yes, and there was somebody killed in New York City hit the, an actress hit yeah. by uh, a scooter. More than okay. more than three. Okay. more than three. Wait, hold on, wait, more than right, thirty thousand so, people are killed by cars annually in America. Like I, I understand. Keep our eye on the ball. So but, here's yeah, what I on. saw. I saw four young people, and I yeah. don't think they looked old enough to legally even be they didn't well i can't tell anymore so maybe right. they were they have to be I look pretty you have young to have a driver's 
you have to be a, no, a you driver's don't, license. No, you don't have to have you don't have to have a driver's license. That's the idea, is that it helps mobility for people without licenses. The other okay, the other the, the other mopeds we have, the Scooby mopeds, those ones you have to have a driver's license for. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, so spin, you how you could be how young? I believe it's eighteen. Have to look. It might be six. No, listen, now, you're think. wrong about the driver's license. You are, because I have this. Getting started with spin. Create an account, wear a helmet, although you don't, not mandated. And then it says general rules. You must be 18 years or older with a valid driver license. Hello? Interesting. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 really, uh, about it. I, I don't remember that. There it is. You must be 18 years or older with a valid driver's license to operate a scooter. And you must follow street sign signals, markings, and obey traffic laws. So I saw four people who looked to be definitely under 18. It was at night. They were buzzing in and out in between cars on Penn Avenue, cars that were moving. I was one of them. And mm -hmm. zipping up around you or in between and going across the lanes of traffic um, making U-turns, heading out. It, it was, I was terrified because I was afraid I was going to hit one of them. They were having right. a great time. Right. Now, for all I know, they were drunk. I don't know. They were in heaven. And I thought they're going to be killed or I'm going to be, some, one of us is going to hit them and that'll ruin my life if I kill them. I was so right. upset. I couldn't. I, so, okay. That's just me seeing that one thing. You think that's not happening right. in other situations? I mean, I, mean, I think that happens. Can't be the I, only. I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that's, you know, probably a problem is people riding them unsafely. Um, but I guess I guess I don't see the difference between that and kids on skateboards or or on bikes or or anything else that we allow and don't 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 you know bat an eyelash at. Okay. Well, so I think that's well, like I think yeah, and I understand. But okay, like, I guess, okay. But it I guess was because like scooters are new, I think people are like, oh, it's all these things and all these terrible things that happen. But like a, a a kid could ride a bicycle. I think kids ride bicycles like that throughout the city all the time, right? Yeah, going through red lights and not, you know, doing the, yeah, I mean, no. And there's no one who, uh, you're right, polices any of this. The roads are just a free-for-all and adding, right. look, I don't I know. Saw, I saw and a I guy hear just most, run a red light yesterday downtown in yeah, like yeah. In, a, in, in, in a car. Like, it was so dangerous. Like, I was actually stopped yeah. on my bike, and I was to the side, and he just, like, he just blared, blared past me. <laughs> You know, you see it all the time. Nobody's following. We're in uncivil society now. Yeah. And yeah. nobody, you know, it's, it's nobody's following rules. And just to add this one little, you know, it felt like I was being attacked by mosquitoes. I mean, it was like really um, unsettling. It was. Yeah. I'm not yeah. an easily freaked out person. I was stunned. And I see people bitching about, you know, them lying around on sidewalk. I don't give a damn about that. But that also yeah. strikes me as odd. So what is spin? How does spin find 
these are their GP. They, they have little big. Yeah, so they I mean they're all GPS. These? You can all look at them if you open up a. Yeah. If you open up our transit app or the spin app, you can see where all of them are. Uh-huh. You know. Oh, you can. They're all there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's well. I mean, that's how you find them to rent them. You yeah, know, sure. You open up and your so map how? And you go, oh, where are they? Yeah. And and how how um. Jeez, I don't know. So spin is responsible for picking them up. You know, if right. there's like a contract where they have to be picked up at a certain in a certain length of time or I, you know, I just think, no, I don't think so. Well. I don't think, but I mean, there's like, nothing like, thought know, state out law about says, this. You know, state law says that you can't ride them or park them on the sidewalk. Now, obviously people are not doing obeying that, that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> just like, obey just anything. like how you can't, just like how you can't park cars on the sidewalk and yet go to Mount Washington yeah, uh, on, on, on like any, or any neighborhood in Pittsburgh. And there are, they're all uh, on the thousands, sidewalk. I thousands, agree. I would say cars on the sidewalk. So it's so pissing um, me off. Right. Right. So yeah. And in terms of how they would enforce that, uh, I mean, other than, other than just writing into the law and then having, uh, you'd have to have the police officers, uh, you know, enforce those things. Uh, and I think spin will go around like, like other, you know, other scooter companies will go around and, you know, move scooters, to, you know, either, you know, put, you know, put them parked in the right spot, but also, you know, to do like a strategy in terms of where they think they'll get the most use and stuff. But a lot of times they'll just get picked up by another, um, another person looking to ride the spin that happened to me the other day. I rode it back in the morning from my friend's house. And then uh, I walked out the door an hour later and it was gone. Um, so, no. oh, so th- you can't, once you leave it, it's not yours anymore. Well, it's never yours. It's a scooter share. You know, that's the I idea. I know, it's but a, you saw yeah. it. Yeah. But so then if you were going to use it, I didn't, I didn't want to ride it again. I didn't, I don't know. No, okay. no, I didn't want to ride it again. I just noticed that it was gone. You know, I see. like I only needed okay. it from, okay. you know, to get to point A to point B. And, um, you know, I have a bike, so if I'm going to get the place, I'll just ride that. But, um, yeah, so I think that's, I think that's how it generally works. And uh, I know there's been some problems with people seeing that. I know that a lot of them were being left on the uh, 10th Street Bridge, but um, a lot of people, that's because uh, right now, Spin isn't allowing uh, the scooters to be ridden in the South Side uh, because of what I'm assuming is because of the, the nightlife uh, problems they've already had there, you know? And so, like, you, you bring right. scooters into the mix, it's probably just going to make it, you know, exponentially worse. So a lot of people will not look at their map when they're riding and they won't see that there's uh you know you have a south side blocked off so they try to go over the bridge and then the scooters turn off on them and then they don't let them go to the south side oh is that what happens so they yeah yeah well the hell with this yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah because it's all it's all electronic so 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 it stops and then they're like oh so they have to leave them there (laughs) or or they could turn around or they could turn around if they wanted to but uh yes I guess people probably don't want to turn around. They just won't want to continue going to the south side. They'll probably just walk the rest of the way. Um, okay. Well, yeah. you know what? So, Let, okay. Now I'm I'm feeling like this is a okay. So we're just gonna this is gonna play out for the next uh, two years and and we'll yeah play. exactly mark yeah. my word. Someone's think. gonna get hurt. Someone is really gonna get. Hurt. <laughs> I mean, just as, I'm just I, saying. I, I, I'm, I would say just as just as much as the odds of someone getting hurt on a skateboard or a bike. Okay. So. All right. Okay. Okay. So. Um, I need to pick your head, your brain okay. about um, the Pennsylvania primary for this U.S. Senate. Oh, okay, yeah, oh, because man. this, been, been yeah. oh man, been more fiery than right. scooters. 
<laughs> this is, I have to tell you, I'm a wreck because I, I don't, it's not like I'm saying, oh, so-and-so's got to win or so-and-so, that's okay. my person. I just want to assure that we pick up this seat. So yeah. I'm trying to calculate who's the Democrat that most assures that outcome. Yeah. And I don't think that's an easy answer. No, I don't think so either. I think it's, uh, I think that's hard to really determine at this point, especially so it's still really early, right? It's still several months until the primary and, you know, over a year until the general election. Um, so I, I think that is hard to triangulate right now uh, in terms of the candidates. But, man, there's been a lot of fiery takes about which one people think it is. <laughs> well, uh, but I'm, I'm not quite sure who um, it is. I think, I, think, I, think Connor, I think Connor Lamb, is, he's got the track record of that, right? That's I right. Think the That's fact right. that he flipped, he flipped the, uh, um, you know, old, Two old – uh, Two yeah, yeah, so the old 18th district, which was a heavy Trump district, right? 20 points Trump. He right, flipped that right. district against a weak candidate, um, but yeah. still still did it. Uh, and then and then he flipped uh, the 17th district, which was also a district won by Trump, but just marginally. And he was able to hold off a challenger there and basically match Biden's performance in the district, um, which and if you've matched Biden's performance in that district, then maybe you could extrapolate and say, well, he could match Biden's performance in the state and then win. Uh, I think there's a lot of actually really good arguments for that. Um, now, whether or not he can get through a primary with uh, his record, which is a lot more uh, conservative or moderate than a lot of the other Democrats in there. And you could imagine that he's going to be attacked on his votes against uh, medical, I mean, not medical, but, um, you know, recreational marijuana, his strong support for natural gas, uh, kind of might turn off some people, but um, that's 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 his. Are those positions? Here's what I want to know: Are those positions yeah. positions he took because he was running in Republican areas? I mean, if he wanted to possibly, get elected, possibly, I think. Yeah, I think you've already kind of seen him moving left on something. Yes, he's yes. come out for the abolishment of the filibuster, which doesn't, which would place him much further left than, you know, Joe Manchin or, you know, Samina. Oh, um, heck yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I think he'll probably continue to do that. Um, move left where he thinks he can. I don't think he'll move left on natural gas. I think that's his base. And I think he wants to signal to those trade union workers and the people who value those votes that he's still that ally. Um, but I think he'll probably will move. I think he probably will move left. I mean, I could I could see him having a softer stance on, you know, marijuana as he has in the past. But, uh, you know, you know, we'll see. Uh, it's it's a pretty crazy primary. There's a lot of really good candidates. Um, a lot of good candidates. Nobody is not good. I know. So, OK, there's there's Connor Lamb, who would probably yeah. make a fine uh, senator. Uh, and yeah. probably kind of in a more representative. Yes, probably probably more representative of the state. Then you get, you know, the you get the real wild card, which is John Fetterman. Now right. Fetterman do doesn't look like 
<laughs> you're supposed to look to be right. a senator. Can you imagine? Right. And he doesn't present himself and this and that and blah, blah, blah. But right. in this age of politics, where he is already, both these guys are actually already nationally known. Right. But Fetterman more so simply because of that, you know, the factor of his physical presence. Right, right. Yeah, he gets, he gets huge, a lot of media, and he's, he's done a really good job over the last year or so at uh, capitalizing on that media attention, oh, you know? And he's everywhere. I mean, he's in terms just, of he's everywhere. He's constantly running. He's got, yeah. So I think his politics are a little less clear yeah. to me. Um, and yeah, he's, I just, yeah, he's made, go ahead. I, I just think that he's a, uh, you know, I have to tell you, I just don't know about him. I just want, I, you know, there's parts of me that just uh, love him. And then there's yeah. parts of me that are, uh, wondering. Um, yeah, I think that's, about a, I, think, I think you're, I think you're, your your feeling is mirroring a lot of the feelings at least I've been seeing about from like Democratic voters, you know, like. Well, what are the yeah, what, good, but yeah, I don't know, you know. What and what is the I don't know part? Um, I I don't know. I you know it's hard to figure. He just seems to be. Um, I think he's extraordinarily ambitious. Obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, but then who isn't with these right. guys? Yeah, um, everybody running this. But I think given the media and its important place in how people end up with the perceptions they have of candidates, mm -hmm. that he's got a, a leg up in that he's just made for this era of TV. In that respect, he's yeah. like a Donald Trump. Yeah, I'm not talking about politics. Yeah. I'm talking right. about the sort of, you know, reality yeah. TV factor. Right. This guy right. is the senator. Are you right. kidding me? And I think, and I think that's why he's like been kind of uh, talked about a lot, and 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 why people consider him like one of the front runners. And all these things is that he does have that he's been very laser focused on things that are that are that are popular among Democrats, but you know, and maybe even the general public like marijuana, like criminal justice reform, that um, you know maybe other Democrats don't really talk about as much, you know. So he's he's mm -hmm. kind of taken those mantles and 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 trying to use those to to um, really gain support and. I think that I think that is probably going to be pretty successful. But I think another thing is that when you look at who's been a senator in Pennsylvania, you know, they don't fit his mold, right? We don't have really uh, statewide races. We don't really elect people who are kind of like, whoa, that was kind of shocking, you know. I think you could say like maybe Ed Rendell was like the most like bombastic person to win a statewide race in the in in like recent pennsylvania history most of them yeah, look like tom wolf 
you know, or like Bob Daisley, like, you know, kind of mild mannered. They're quiet. Yeah, they're quiet spoken yeah. bald guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that you can hardly hear their voices. It's like, it's like little whispery voices. And then here comes a guy who looks like he's a, a hell's angel. Um, <laughs> right. And, 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 and uh, it's just physically intimidating. Right, and he's uh, so just, tall. I mean, that's I mean, that's I, mean, I know. So, I know. I know. Everyone talks about his his height, which is kind of annoying at this point. But when you, I think the reason people talk about his height is because when you meet him, you're like, wow, you're very <laughs> <laughs> Well, and he's yeah, and and then he's got that face that is sort of scary. Yeah. He, he doesn't yeah, really. So, I mean, he just yeah. looks like a scary guy. Like you wouldn't want right. to get on that one's bad side. Yeah. Now, and so he's yeah, he's kind of a wild card in that in that way. And then and then the other candidates fit different molds. Here's my, I think you know what? Here, here's my guess. Mm-hmm. If Fetterman wins the primary or if um Lamb wins the primary, I think both can win the general. Yeah, I I I I think I think really um the Democrats have a really good shot. At, yeah. at winning the general. And it also depends on who comes out of the Republicans. For the Republicans, and, but they've got nobody. <laughs> they definitely have less recognizable figures outside of Sean Parnell. And, you know, and like Sean Parnell has a lot of cachet in uh, conservative circles. And he's always on Fox News. And he's, you know, if I'm be frank, he's one of the most vapid politicians, political figures I think I've seen in this in this region in a while. And, um so he has a lot of cachet, but it's 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 interesting to see where the Republicans are putting their power behind because more of the Republican establishment is kind of kind of going for Jeff Bartos, who is a uh, out of Montgomery County, a lawyer and a former commissioner there, I think, and you know he's trying to line himself with Trump too, but he's also trying to steer that line of like, well, no, I'm not quite a Trumpist, you know. In, in that way, and they've, yeah, they've been kind of fighting back and forth and over who's too. not a Trumpist but who is, <laughs> yeah. and it's yeah, it's it's kind of silly. But I think generally, yeah, you're right in terms of name recognition. Um, I don't think any of the candidates really match Fetterman or Lamb, except maybe closely for Parnell, because he's like a he's like an army hero too. So he's got that. Um, and he's written like and I, and- books and stuff like that. Okay, I don't mean to leave like Malcolm Kenyatta, who is also he's a state rep from Philly, right. um, yep. who's also in the Democratic. I don't mean to leave him out of the discussion, but the I, I just think um, you know with these two heavy hitters in Lamb and uh, and Fetterman that he doesn't have a chance. Although he could bleed <laughs> votes away from who. Um, maybe the other, Vetterm- the other candidate, from- Val Arkush, because he's running in the Philly area as well. Um, it's okay, really so hard still- to predict. I, yeah. Oh, in terms of bleeding votes from Fetterman or Lamb, um, I, I, it's, it's honestly, it's so, it's so, it's so hard to tell. I well, would, the I would fact assume, that Kenyatta is black Kenyatta and gay. The, yeah. He would get most of the Philly votes. But I don't know what that most means. Most of the Philly the, votes and maybe gay votes and maybe black Philly votes. votes. Right, right, right. Which is mostly okay. concentrated in the city of Philadelphia. And mm-hmm. and so um it would be it's 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 honestly it's like I've I've been thinking about it and trying to predict it and it's like impossible. <laughs> yeah. like, because everyone's going after different factions, right? 
So like Kenyatta is probably the most progressive of the candidates. So he's going after yes. kind of that progressive activist base of the right. Democratic right. Party and the black vote. And and so and which is a very strong cohort in a primary. Right. And so he, right. Might, he might be able to do well, even in like the Pittsburgh black areas or the really lefty Pittsburgh neighborhoods. And and so there's that. And then whereas Fetterman seems to be going for that kind of like every man, do you like weed? vote yeah you know right so i don't really know exactly where that where that is you know and then lamb is going the more traditional i would say like bob casey vote you know like uh trade unions miners um maybe the republicans who are kind of on the fence in the suburbs you know i mean people in his district basically you know his his constituency but on a statewide level you know i have no doubt yeah, no doubt Connor Lamb could win the general. No doubt. Right, right. I think None. he would be a really strong candidate. Yeah. Right. But, but for those but yeah, who want to hold out for somebody more progressive, like a Kenyatta or Fetterman, if he is in fact pro- – he's progressive, I guess. Who the hell knows what any of these things are? I would, I would say he's um, more progressive than Lamb, but not as yes. progressive as, 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 as Kenyatta. As Kenyatta. Mm-hmm. And the poor woman is not even being – I mean, I can't even – think of her name yeah her name is val arcouche um she has been she has been endorsed by emily's list which played a big part in the 2016 race in terms of supporting you know katie mcginty and pushing her over the top um, yeah well that's so, the one good reason for emily's list to go pound salt because all <laughs> emily's list does is go for the woman they 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 their thing is if it's got a vagina i'm for it and I don't – any organization like that is bullshit, if you ask me. It's bullshit. All right. All right. <laughs> huh. uh, but I'm not going to comment on that given my job. Katie uh, McGinty but... was like the worst possible candidate. You couldn't – if you'd gone looking, it's like the Republicans picked her for us. It, 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 and it we got I, six I, years I will say me. that she seemed like a remarkably weak candidate that year. Uh, oh, the race was close, and uh, she, oh. you know, I don't know who she, I don't know who she riled up, uh, if anyone. Um, Nobody. She riled me up yeah. because I wanted her to go away. <laughs> that's easy. That's easy, Lynn. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. I have a short fuse. Well, okay. Listen, Ryan. It's good talking to you again. Yeah, uh, we haven't been on the, the show in a while. I know. Well, we got to have you on more. I we get requests from, from you. Got a lot of fans. You got fans, and they'll <laughs> be happy to have heard then. you today. Yeah, you do. <laughs> All right. And I know that right you before next time. Yeah. <laughs> and you have a uh, a piece in today. There's a new paper out today. Uh, do you have a piece out on? Um, yes, I do. Yeah, it's about about eviction, the eviction laps. Evictions, and I, you know, yeah. if we had more time, I would have gotten into that, and I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine. Read but, it, read okay. it in the, read it in the paper or online. It's about okay. how the eviction lapse led to a huge spike, and why we need to keep that moratorium in place. God help us. God help all yeah. these people. All right, you. Well, all right, thank well, you. Man, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for having Always. me on. Always. Uh, thank you, Ryan. Right. Okay. Bye. 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 And uh, the rest of you guys, I'll be uh, I'll be talking to you tomorrow. Okay, have a good one. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. 
and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.